did you get that part? <laughs> if you haven't gotten it yet, just a little, wait just a little bit more. It'll get there. You'll get it. And that song they sing, I never, I never have to wonder. Never have to wonder. Never have to wonder. What a statement, right? What a statement for us as a church. What a statement for us as a community. What a statement for you as an individual to know that I, we, you never have to wonder if God loves you. You never have to wonder that because of what's in this scripture, because of the, the things that we've been talking about. You never have to wonder that. I think, though, that sadly, the world sometimes wonders whether or not Christ loves them. And that's on us. That's on us. That's our responsibility to, to go out into the world, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the people that continue to love no matter what. I had a couple minutes with you, so just let me get to it. And kids, I'm going to need your help too, because we've been having a thing, and it's been really fun. And so I want your responses when you hear the words that you know about how God has done great things. Simple story, real quick. I was, a long time ago, uh, in Kenya. And uh, we were in Kenya on a missions trip, and we were driving kind of out in the way out back, nowheresville, just nowhere. And we pulled over because it was lunchtime, and we came into this, uh, this uh, thicket, right? And uh, we crowded into the thicket to sit down and eat lunch um, because that was known as an area that had um, lions and tigers and uh, elephants, um, which I guess the elephants are m more dangerous than the lions in that space, but who knew that? So anyway, we were sitting in the thicket and they were like, well, you know, keep, keep your ears out for, for anything that might come by. And so um, we're sitting there eating and then we hear the crackling and rustling of sticks and, and things. And all of us were kind of like, oh no, maybe it's the elephants. And out of the thicket, comes a bunch of goats, right? And we're like, oh, whew, you know, like goats. Well, hopefully they're not being chased by any lions. <laughs> but they were being chased by their shepherds. But the thing about the shepherds was that the shepherds were boys. And those boys weren't any older than nine years old. We were out in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, where are your parents? <laughs> the youngest one was four. And they had it under control. They came over, they said hi to us, and they went about their business, shepherding the goats out in the middle of what we couldn't see, any village nearby. We just were like, oh. And our guide told us that they would take care of the sheep out here because, or the, the goats out here because they were, they were going. 
I tell you all that because it reminds me of this story, this story in the Bible about David. But King David, right? That one grand king who, who, got to, who got to see God's glory, who was called one after God's own heart. See, his story starts way, way earlier when he was a little boy, when he was a shepherd and maybe somewhere nine or 10 The priest Samuel comes to him because God has told Samuel that David's going to be king. This little shepherd boy, the youngest of Jesse's sons. It's a reminder to all of us that before we knew what we were supposed to do, God made you. You guys will get it, I promise. Before we knew, something is is happening, something is going on. It's true. It was true for the baby Jesus as well. You think about child Jesus. Child Jesus needed to learn, right? Needed to learn language, needed to learn how to walk, needed to grow and understand what life was all about. And God does some amazing things in Jesus' life. And in particular at Jesus' baptism, Luke uh, chapter three. Jesus goes into the waters of baptism and the spirit comes and God's voice speaks over the people. You are my son whom I love and with you I am well pleased. These statements of, 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 of amazing joy. With you, I am well pleased. It's a reminder to all of us that God is for you. There's three more. You guys are going to get this. Jesus then goes on and understands what he is supposed to do. I'm going to read it to you out of Luke chapter 4. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover, recovery of sight for the blind. And he has set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You see, God's given us that responsibility to continue on God's, God's gospel. God's good news that, that you in this room, you've, you've seen that good news. You've been a part of that space. You've understood that in parts and in whole. And you've come in this place to be encouraged to go out into the world and go do that, Right? Which brings us to our scripture this morning. This this simple scripture that I think sometimes we step into and we remember and we're like, oh yeah, that's one, it's a great memory verse. We remembered that from when we memorized it a long time ago. But I would love for us to hear it with, with new eyes, with a new heart. Would you stand with me as we read Matthew chapter 28, the end? of God's ministry through Christ on this earth. And he says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some 
doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am always with you to the very end of the age. Amen and amen. You may be seated. So this is the point that I want to make today. Not only for us as adults, but for us as, as children as well. Is that, here it, here it comes. God is always with you. You guys are on it. I love it. That our job as followers of Christ is to make disciples. Our job for those of us who have found Jesus and whom Jesus has found, our job is to make disciples. That's, that's plain. That's clear. Among other things, it's to make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them, right? That's our job. It's very simple. I don't want to muddy it up. I don't want to make it unclear. But according to Jesus' words, Jesus' final words to his disciples, he says, go. Don't hang out in here. I know the air conditioning's on. It's cool. It's nice. But go and make disciples. See, making disciples is not a, a one-time event. It's not a one-week event for VBS. It's a lifetime process. And we have the responsibility and the privilege to take part in it. For many of us in this room, we have been loved. We have been taught. We have been empowered by other followers of Jesus. That's just the way that it works. That's the way God set it up, that life on life, person on person, we would do this together with God in and at the center. Jesus. Jesus shows us this and does this with his disciples for over three years, continuing to teach them and shape them and ship, and, 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 and ship them out to go do the things. And when they come back and they say, God, we didn't really know what's going on. Jesus, we're not sure how we, how we messed this up. Jesus was like, it's okay. You'll get it. I'm going to go take a nap now. Paul. Paul was di discipled by Barnabas. And then, and then he walked with Timothy. Right? And you and I, we have been called by Jesus here in Matthew 28 to live our life of faith in front of and with others. You and I have been called to live our life of faith in front of and with others. That's our call. That's our responsibility. And in that, when we do that well, the world gets to know that they're loved. The world hears what God's doing in that. 
And I gotta say, if you haven't had the opportunity to disciple someone, to walk with someone in their life of Christ, if you haven't taken the opportunity, you're missing out. You're absolutely missing out on the fullness and even more full life that God gives us. And Christ provides for us this, this life on life reality that, that, that sends us into new places where we not only teach and encourage, but we learn. One of the greatest joys of my life, uh, besides the time that my wife said yes, Besides the time that my daughter was born. Uh, besides meeting Chuck Yeager. I don't know. <laughs> the greatest moments has been walking with students and leaders and watching the Lord move upon their life and just get it. If you've ever been able to watch someone get it, you get it. It's it, it, God, when... I. early on in my ministry, early, early, early on in my ministry. I had an opportunity, was speaking at a camp, was doing the thing, and, and I wasn't, I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just doing, because God called me to do, and I was doing. And I remember being at this camp, and this one girl who was there, who, um, who was struggling. Life had, had a bunch of of, of issues and things that probably took her mind away from what was going on at the current moment. It was the second night of camp, not even like the last night of camp. It was the second night of camp. I gave this talk kind of setting up who Jesus was and that Jesus loved them. Like that's, I said it once. And the next morning, she came up to me at breakfast. At breakfast, she walked up to me with tears in her eyes. And she said to me, she goes, I got it. She goes, I got it. See, I've been crying all night long because God loves me and he's been caring about me all night long and I got it. And she just was weeping and for the next two days on and off she was weeping and we were weeping with her because she got it. Now I don't take any credit for that. I only take credit for putting myself in the place and allowing God to say, God loves you through me. And sometimes that's all it takes because it lands where God's already working. You and I have the responsibility to live out our faith in front of and with people. Kim is now a mom. She's got four kids. She lives in a different state and continues to volunteer with Young Life because her life was completely changed in a moment. Now, that's a moment for me. That's my, that's my moment. That's a go-back moment for me that's the, that continues to stick in my head. And I know each of you, most of you, some of you have a moment like that. 
And I wish that all of you would have a moment like that, that you were sitting with, walking with someone where they turn to you and say, I get why you love the way that you do. I get why you care the way that you do. I get why that you've served me the way that you do. It's because the God that loves you loves me. Do not miss out on seeing the spirit of the living God move through you in the life of another disciple. And even if you don't, even if life is a struggle and it's hard and you can't figure it out, God will always love you. God will always love you. Come on. God will always love you. That is a wow, right? Always, 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 always. I'm going to invite Jeff Matisich up. Because there's, there's more ways that this happens. And, and because we are a church, we want to be able to give our, ourselves opportunities to do that. Because not only will he always love us, but God has made you for a purpose. God has made you for a purpose. I'm going to ask if you as an adult, so kids, you've gotten to stand up a lot this week and we're almost done, but adults, I have a question for you and I'd ask you to take a, a moment and be a little brave in front of the children. If when you were a child or a junior high student, a high school student, a college student, and there was an adult who helped you meet and follow Jesus, would you stand for a moment? You can sit down. If you served this week at Vacation Bible School um, by loving our students, by loving our children, could you just stand for a moment? Your church wants to thank you. We, we do these kinds of things so that in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, when these young lives that were here all week are in church one day and a pastor asks, if, a, if an adult connected with you and helped Jesus become real in your life, will you stand? We don't just do this vacation Bible school and have a great morning to live in just this moment, but we're about long-term faith at Lake Avenue Church, and you are evidence of that. And we pray that our children, I pray that my two boys will be evidence of that. Our ministry to this next generation is incredibly important. Of, of many priorities of our church, I think if you hang around Lake Avenue Church long enough, you know that our kids and our students matter. And there's something about this week, right? Thank you for serving. In your worship folder, I want to point out to you some very real needs that are present, ongoing, and I look at these numbers, and you can see inside that we need 10 to 15 people to, like, hold beautiful babies. 
so that mom and dad can catch their breath and, and pray and worship. We need 20 to 30 people to hang out with elementary age students. We need 12 to 24 people to work with middle schoolers. We need 20 to 30 people to work with high school. These are not big numbers to me. When you look around the room and we think about even our friends who aren't here this morning, and I'm gonna, we're challenging you over this next month to really begin to pray as Marsha prayed and that God would lead you to begin to serve and by not just supporting Vacation Bible School, but being in the lives of children ongoing. We have a table in the lobby with some of our family ministry division. They want to tell you about those opportunities. We're going to train you to do that. You can find a rhythm that works for your life, but let's put some action behind it. Our ministry continues. Today is a big day. Um, we, we have with us this next week on our campus, our, our neighborhood day camp, Forest Home brings camp right here to our campus for, for our younger kids. And I believe Forest Home staff are with us this morning. If you're on Forest Home staff, could you wave and let us know where, where you are? Over here. So we continue to pray for our kids this week. Uh, Forest Home is here. We've got, we're busting out of the seams for that. Lots of kids from our church, tons of kids from our community. Let's pray that God meets them this week. Our middle school and high school students are off to camp this afternoon up to Forest Home. Uh, it's going to be an incredible uh, week of ministry. Uh, we want to reiterate to you that this is a very real need. You are going to hear a lot about it the next couple of weeks. We are going to keep talking about it until we respond. We need to disciple our kids. We need to care for our children. We will help you do it. The next couple of weeks, you hear about an opportunity in April or in August. In April, taxes. Taxes are due in April. Um, in August, we have the Global Leadership Summit. That is a time for us to even learn how to be leaders together, no matter who we're leading in our business, or maybe it would be the young lives that we're going to start discipling ourselves. So be on the lookout. God continues to be on the move at Lake Avenue Church. And uh, Chuck, you and I are so like-minded and, and so had so many similar experiences, and so we're both geeked about the kids going up to Forest Home. Absolutely. And why don't you tell us more? Absolutely. So Forest Home, uh, you all know, has just been a great ministry uh, for us, and um, we send our kids so that they might continually allow themselves to be discipled, and we are going to send them uh, this afternoon. So uh, if you are a student or a leader who is going to be going off to camp on a bus uh, here this afternoon, would you stand up for me? I know you guys are all over the place, so yep. Over here, over here, over there, over here, over there, over here. And would you stay standing? This isn't everybody. We've got over 150 um, staff and students that are headed up to camp. Um, and as they stand, stay standing, what I would love for us to do um, is find uh, one of those people near you. And if they're near to you, would you appropriately touch them on their, on their shoulder? Um, and if, you're, if they're not, would you stand and just, and just extend your arm towards them? And this is gonna be our benediction for today that we would love and care for these that are going, the ones that are serving, and the ones that hope to learn more about who Jesus is. This will be our benediction, this good word, this prayer. Spirit of the living God, these whom you are calling even now, these who you've already designed and have a purpose for, these who you already love, these who you've already been calling, God, we pray that you would keep them safe. 
Give them moments where they can hear your voice. Give them moments where they can speak to another person and allow them to know where their life is, that they might be prayed for, that they might be cared for. And above all, God, that you would meet each and every one of them, whether student or leader, that you would meet each and every one of them and encourage them and empower them that they might be your disciples in this world. And for us all, that we might leave this place encouraged and empowered to be your disciples in the world. And all God's people said, amen.